Welcome to Maximize Your Influence, your resource for the top persuasion, influence, and negotiation techniques that will help you maximize your success in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, Kurt Mortensen and Steve Olson. Welcome to episode 88 of Maximize Your Influence. I am Steve Olson and I have Kurt Mortensen on the phone, on the cell phone. He is on his way to the trip that we talked about last week over to the Middle East. He's ready to roll, ready to change some lives over there. Kurt, are you exhausted from the travel yet? How are you holding up? I'm holding up pretty good. I guess I can complain about the airline food, but it's been decent this time. But I think I don't hold up coming back. Getting there, I'm working on things, doing things, not worried about the time zone. It's when I come back, it's like, I'm tired, I'm ready, I'm going to sleep. So I'm doing pretty good right now. It's just on the way back that gets me. When you've been speaking for days, I mean, it wrecks you. It is exhausting to stand up in front of a group and present and give them ideas and go over the subject matter. Yeah, you you hit your... Your buns hit that plane seat and you're done. You're fried. Yeah. Well, people realize what it takes to do three, four days in a row of speaking. It takes a lot out of you. It's, it's easy when you're standing up and doing it. It's just when you sit down. And uh, this time I got time zones to deal with. It's about 12 hours difference from uh, the Middle East to where we're at. So that'll take its toll. But it'll be fun. It'll be all good. And I'll be getting some good food. Oh, yeah. We're not letting it stop us. Next week we'll get you loaded up on Red Bull and we'll record the show from our regular studio as usual, our studio being our respective offices, right? I'm not going to pretend that we've got some big old studio going here. <laughs> we not say it from Rockefeller Square. We don't want to, we can't say that? No, no, I think that. <laughs> that sounds cool, but I guess we can't say that. Wouldn't Rockefeller Center be insulted by that? No, they'd be offended. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I should give this show more credit. It's a great show. That's what you're telling us anyway. You keep listening to it. You keep downloading it. And we would ask that you continue to do so. We appreciate your referrals. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your coworkers that have to persuade for a living about the show. Unless, of course, you're trying to beat them out for the promotion and you want the advantage. In which case, tell them after. You get that, right? So you can check out the show at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. That's where we have the blog entries and the links to the the super geeky Steve Urkel-oriented articles that we do, as well as anything else random that we see fit, which there have been some very random things on there before. You can also listen to the show via iTunes, subscribe on there, and it'll automatically download to your iPhone, your iPad, or your iThing, whatever you have. And Windows Marketplace has the show, too, along with Stitcher Radio is a great place to listen, which, hey, Stitcher made a great deal with a lot of the Fords and GMs. I think they're just automatically installed in those cars now, which uh, good on you. It's always good to have that kind of a distribution platform available. And that is my long-winded intro to the show. You ready to talk about something now? We can talk. Good intro, good stuff. Let's get into it. Can you cue up Urkel for me? All right, here's your man, the Urkel. The Urkel, and I'm actually going to handle the geeky article moment today, article on Huffington Post, the article titled Taming the Beast, How I Stopped the Blame Game from Controlling My Life. If you like to blame other people, this article mostly focusing on parents, right? because uh, our parents do tend to screw us up a little bit, and then we return the favor to our own kids, because <laughs> none of us really know that much about what we're doing. And uh, some people really ride the blame game their whole life, and it's just not with parents. 
It's with uh, work associates and friends and things that happen to us. And the article, the crux of it is essentially that, well, you've got to determine, you know, who who is responsible for this blame that you're doing? You know, something bad happened in your career or in your personal life. Did you do it or did somebody else do it? Right. And you've got to be able to zero in on that. But then ironically, the point that the article gets to is that ultimately, guess what? It doesn't matter who did it. You're the only one who can undo it. Right. And it gets to it gets to a situation where the author says this. I'll read you a quick paragraph. So how did I learn to let go? Well, I'm certainly not perfect. There are many things that happen in my past that continue to affect my life, my relationships, my friendships and my career. I had to let go because I had no other choice. I'd exhausted all other options. It was either forgive, though you're never required to forget, as if that's even a possibility for some people, or you continue running on that same hamster wheel, no matter how squeaky and dilapidated and rusty it gets. So the conclusion from the author on this Huffington Post article is that whether it's somebody else's fault, whether it's your fault, is irrelevant. And and some people have to go through all these cycles to ultimately realize your only option is to just forget about it and move on, right? And that's that's how we get over the blame game is wh- whether it's your fault or not. Any thoughts on that, Kurt? No, I agree 100% with that one. The blame game is huge. People get stuck in that downward spiral, and it's fun to blame other people because you don't have to take ownership for it, but then you never fix yourself because a lot of times you're the person to blame, but you want to find someone else to blame. and. We saw well, this all better. the time. It is better. It does feel better. That's why we do it. But when I ask people, well, tell me why you're not as successful as you want to be. How can you not reach your income goals? And that tells me everything. If I get five or six reasons why it wasn't their fault, I know what the exact issue is. We got to come back, take some ownership. Okay, this is where you are. Your bank account's there because of this, this, and this. No more pointing fingers. Take complete ownership from where you are. And I'm sure there might be people that realistically you could blame, but there's nothing you can do about it. Like the article says, Take ownership. This is where I'm at. Let's move forward. That's when the magic happens. Right. You you forgive. You don't necessarily forget. I mean, sometimes it's a smart thing to not forget. Right. I mean, we've both dealt with people in the business world and in our relationships where we need to remember. <laughs> right. We need to remember how things turned out and that that person is that way. But forgive and just move on with it and get over it because just stewing on it absolutely does nothing. That doesn't accomplish a thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully that's some good advice for the listeners. And if you're, if you got somebody that yeah, we've all had this, you know, where you just think forgive and, and move on, but that person is just sucks. <laughs> I can't do it, right? <laughs> that's right? Well, then it looks like you're gonna have to stew and cook a little bit longer before you realize that that's all you got left is to just move on. Just move on. It's sucking the life out of you. Move on. Take that energy towards something more productive, and you'll make more money. Get over it, man. Just get over it. Yeah. Easier said than done, but good advice. <laughs> yes. We could say that about so many things, that they're easier said than done, yet good advice. Right. You need a t-shirt. Put yeah. it up there. <laughs> My wife told me we were talking about something the other night, and she said, you know, people aren't trying to suck on purpose. <laughs> and I said, you know, we could add something to that quote. We could say, people aren't trying to suck on purpose, yet so many of them do. <laughs> another t-shirt moment from the podcast another t-shirt don't take that that's our idea so now that uh, we've offended you that don't like that uh we're going to move on with something real uh for the show continue on the persuasion iq questions 
And this is going to break your perception of what the slick, effective persuader really is. So, Kurt, are you ready for this? Yeah, give it to me. Before I go into that, sorry, I got to remind the listeners, we've been doing this for a couple of weeks now. Going over one of the Persuasion IQ questions, you can take the Persuasion IQ test by going to MaximizeYourInfluence.com and scrolling to the bottom and you'll see a link there. You want to know how effective of a persuader you are? Go there, take the test, and it will spit a score back out at you and, and let you know how much you're worth as a human being. Or rather, how good of a persuader you are. In dollars, it'll let you know how much you're worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's great for the self-esteem. So let's go to the question here. People who are blank are better at persuading. A, educated. B, competitive. C, extroverted. D, introverted. And E, perverted. <laughs> well, well, we talked about the educated last week that it would have to be a little dumb to be successful. So it can't be that one. Pervert, I want to take because I guess they can be persuasive in certain situations. But I'm going to go with introverted. Yes, introverted is a big shift in the world of persuasion. Introverts are now more persuasive than extroverts. And why is this? Well, a lot of times your extroverts come across as that proverbial salesperson. They're very salesy. And as you know, that the moment you attempt to try to sell somebody, they're going to resist you. You have to help them persuade themselves. That's one of the reasons. The other reason is they cause a lot of resistance with that behavior. And the biggest reason is that they aren't listening very well. They're not asking questions. They're data dumping and they're trying to tell you what you need to be doing. And that repels a lot of people now, especially with the access to all the information that we have, especially with the change in the trust levels out there. Introverts, on the other hand, they come across as consultants. We don't want to be sold, but we love to be consulted. We, we want people to help us make the right decision. They listen three times more. They ask a lot more questions. They're the consultant. They help the person persuade themselves. And then ding, 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 they're persuaded. The sale sticks. And it's a big shift out there as far as how salespeople and persuaders need to act towards people. So it, it's so much of it centers around listening. And depending on what your personality type is and what that natural inclination is, is for you, uh, for some of you, that's really easy to do, especially those kind of more reserved and nurturing personalities, or even some of the, the more outgoing ones that enjoy a bunch of conversation. I'm kind of not that way personally. And I think you, you might be this way a little bit too, Kurt. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but sometimes it's hard to sit there and say, mm-hmm and nod and listen to somebody, you just want to solve the problem, don't you? Yet solving the problem, the only thing that will do it is genuinely listening. And that's the thing. We want to jump in. We've got a great idea. We want to solve the problem. But remember, we're trying to help them persuade themselves. And the key factor is this. When you ask the right questions and truly listen, and I'll say listen with your ears, your eyes, and your heart, they'll tell you everything you need to know to persuade them or help them persuade themselves and it's so much easier. It's great time management. It does not take you as long. There's more trust because you're now a consultant instead of a salesperson. And yeah, it's not our default settings. It's not my default setting. You want to jump in and solve it. But the reality is you can't solve it. You have to help them solve it. And when they solve it, it's their idea. Even though you planted that idea, they've persuaded themselves. Done and done. It's funny. I was talking to a mentor of mine the other day and I'm sure he wouldn't want his name repeated with this conversation that we had. So I won't repeat it. 
it was pretty funny. And I really think that it speaks to the point that we're trying to make here. And we were talking about working with clients and sales and customers and all that kind of stuff. And he's got a similar personality type to me, which is, hey, what's your problem? Great. You told me. Here's my solution. And many prospects want to say, okay, here's my problem. And here it is again. And here it is a different way, <laughs> right? And they want to do it over and over again. And then you give some kind of a solution. And he told me, he said, look, Steve, here's what I've literally had to tell myself what to do. You know, don't tell anybody I said this. And that's why I'm leaving his name out because it sounds bad. Yet I think it's actually effective persuasion. He said, when I go to the door of the appointment, I literally have to sit there and pause for a second and almost say to myself out loud, okay, so-and-so, it's time to turn your phone off and pretend like you actually give a crap for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important thing that you can do. Even if you got to pretend like you're on stage and acting it out and you just got to, with everything you got in you, you got to care. Because it it's not say he's a bad guy. It just doesn't come instinctively to him. He's very red and let's get stuff done instead of sit there and talk. He doesn't perceive that as getting something done. And that's the irony here is the act of going through it is actually the most efficient way of getting a good long-term sale to stick. That's exactly right. We have to put that in our brain. Okay, this is good time management. I have to sit down. I have to listen. We have to talk. We have to bond. We have to build trust. I have to find out their exact needs and wants. And listening is one of those things where people, oh, yeah, okay, check it off. Well, they're not good at that. We're, we can hear, but I mean, truly listening, like I mentioned before, with your ears, your eyes, and your heart. And people all the time, I probably remember in the seminars where we had that one particular negotiation exercise, which, which could have been solved in two minutes or less, but no one was willing to ask questions. No one was willing to listen. And people started to get angry and confrontational and tense. And we had to stop it after 20, 30 minutes because nobody would get it. 95% of the people would not get it when the answer would bite them in the butt. It was so simple. It was so easy. But 95% could not get it because they did not listen. They did not care. And they were so concerned about their side, they missed the big picture. And we don't tell you about it because you, you may come to this workshop at some point in the future and we don't want to give it away. I got to where I almost wanted to set up a video camera and just record people's faces as they realized how blatantly <laughs> obvious it was. <laughs> and it's it's having that conversation because once again, to you listeners that are like that personality type, like myself, that's more aggressive. We think that tell me the problem. Here's the solution. We both go on with our day is the most efficient, but that's just not how some people are wired. And we've got to go through the process because the way that it's less efficient to do it the way that you think is the most efficient is because they don't feel emotionally fulfilled and they're going to go out to competition. They're going to have to think about it. They're going to have to put it in front of the committee. It doesn't feel right for them to proceed with your product or with your service. Whereas if you got them to go through that whole process, many of these things that they do that are really the most irritating things that salespeople deal with, right? That call that you get, well, we got another proposal from so-and-so over here. Now you got to go into this dog fight against another vendor or something like that. If you were to do these things and listen and do it the right way up front as an introvert, that stuff never even hits the table. That's so true. I mean, when you could really do it the right way, do it the right way the first time, you don't have to deal with trust issues. You don't have to deal with references. You don't have to deal with a lot of these other things. And the interesting thing about that exercise 
is that it was almost 50-50. Half the people would just go to that blame thing we talked about earlier. Well, I don't know. And what about this? And this one word. And this could have happened. And how would I know? Versus the other half say, wow, that was interesting. Good lesson. And that told us a lot about people and about the process and how things worked. But you got to be careful there. Being open, listening, find out exactly what they need. They'll tell you everything you need to know to persuade them. Just shut up and listen. (laughs) They will. They will tell you everything that you need to know. So that's a great tip. Be the introvert. And if you got to resort to what my mentor told me about the other day, and you literally have to stop before the appointment and say, okay, now is where you pretend to give a crap. If that's what you got to do, then that's what you got to do. And the good news is, is the more you pretend, the more you actually eventually do give a crap, <laughs> which is the best way to do this. <laughs> there you go. Just that's what happened. Yeah. Fake it till you make it, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> that's true. More terrible advice on maximize your influence today. We're glad to have you. Thank you for listening. That reminds me, for the Southern California listeners, there's a radio host down there. Kurt, you're from there. Did you, did you ever know Handle on the Law? Did you listen to that show? Uh, the, that sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, he's an attorney, and people get to just call in with random legal problems and questions. And and often, often you know, the legal advice he's going to give them is going to be of no help. So his saying on the show is, thanks for calling Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> Honesty right up front. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know that we want to change our saying to marginal persuasion advice. But I think that with this, and talk about a segue. Wow, I've got a great segue going on that I'm interrupting by talking about how awesome it is. But marginal persuasion advice, as we go into the blunder for the day, and it plays off of our question earlier about uh, what makes the best persuaders. And we sneaked in a funny answer there, perverts. And Kurt has a blunder centered around just that. The perverts from Las Vegas. I was there a few weeks back. And if you've walked a strip in Las Vegas, you see on every street corner, probably two or three people in an orange vest. I'll give them a couple points for that, for attracting people's attention, although yellow would be better. That attracts attention faster. And they're making a lot of movements. They're flipping the card. So there's something to be said about movements. And they put this card right in front of you for, I guess it would be adult services. So they're doing a couple things right, but then everyone's throwing them on the ground. And I just, I just boggles my mind as far as all the negativity that brings up, all the people that hate it, all the people that don't want to do that. But they're trying to give one to everyone. In fact, I was walking with my spouse. They all still try to give me a card, which is another amazing thing by itself. And I just was thinking about the success rates there. I mean, sure, they were doing some persuasive techniques, right? I mean, their motive, we won't even talk about that. But overall, they could only have, what, one-fourth of 1% success rate on that? And I'm just thinking, that is a major blunder. As, in fact, did we have Homer? Let's hear Homer now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't, don't, don't! To where the success rates, there's got to be better ways to market yourself. And that's where we get stuck sometimes. And here's the blunder. Even a blind pig can find food. It might work one-fourth of 1% of the time, but it's working. And to the businessman, it's working. But like we mentioned last week in the article about success and change, you got to look at different avenues. you got to look at different ways to market. you got to look at different ways to make changes because just because it's working, like you mentioned, marginally, there are better ways to do it without offending people because another part of that blunder is All right, so maybe you're getting one out of a 1,000. You've offended 999. 
how's that going to help you? How's that going to help your business? How's it going to help you in the future when you get stuck in that rut and not see the big picture and find it different ways to do things? Well, obviously, this is an industry where there's not a lot of market data to go off of. We don't know necessarily <laughs> much about conversion rates. <laughs> but yeah, I got to wonder if somebody's in the market for that, I think they pretty much would do it. And they're not going to be walking down the street and then all of a sudden say, hey, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm going to go look for that service and, and engage that service tonight because I got this little pamphlet. And and in the meantime, the workers uh, made angry, what, 2,000 other people that were walking by at the time. So I don't know, maybe it's working, but uh, yes, this is actually happening. We are giving advice to the escort industry right now, it appears. <laughs> and so... Yeah, no, they're, well, they're the blunder, but I guess it could be advice, different ways to do things. But yeah, when you look at the offense rate versus success rates, and here's the news, everyone, look at what you're doing. Look at changing, adapting, testing different things because there's always a better way to get better return rates. Yep, yep. Even with a tacky example of us uh, giving giving marketing advice to pimps, which yeah. is essentially what we have done here. This show may not see 100 episodes, Kurt. Yeah, well, we've been offending too many people. We've added just another one to the list. <laughs> just another. Never thought we'd add this one. You know, we... we we needed to check off pimps. Hey, you guys are terrible. We wanted to offend you. <laughs> yeah, so we, we just wanted to add that to our list. So don't take offense. We just wanted to offend you so we could add it to our list. Yeah, but but please don't take offense, I guess, is yeah, what we're saying. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so that's it. Kurt's going to get back on his horse and get to Dubai. And uh, we, we certainly wish him luck. Anything else you want to add, Kurt, before we hang it up for the day? Just the big picture today was we talked about introverts and listening. No one, no one has arrived in their listening skills. Your ability to listen with your ears, your eyes, and your heart makes you a master persuader. Keep working on it, and you'll see a big difference in your income. Sounds great. Thanks again, Kurt. Everybody, thanks for listening. Check us out on iTunes. Check us out on Windows Marketplace and Stitcher Radio. And we're going to get the show on to the TuneIn Radio app soon, I believe. We're working on that. And like I gave on the ominous warning on the last episode, we will soon convert the first 50 episodes of the show to a membership only. So get those downloaded if you are so fearful of becoming a member of universityofpersuasion.com, which is free, or at least most of it is free. So why so fearful? We'll have more details coming out on that in future shows within the next couple of weeks. We appreciate you listening, and we will check you out next week on another episode of Maximize Your Influence. Take care and see you next week.